0: Konnichiwa and welcome back to key.io bite-sized bits where we serve up bite-sized ideas to help unlock your true potential Uh, And for those of you who are not watching the YouTube uh, version of this I opened with konnichiwa because I am in Miji uh, Shrine uh, Park here in Tokyo, Japan I got uh, you can kind of see the some of the park in the background It's beautiful and to the front of me I have a, a koi pond Uh, absolutely beautiful and uh, I got my uh, fighting spirit is what that says headband on here in uh, Tokyo having a great time here Uh, so what we're talking about today uh, having some time in the garden to journal to reflect one of the things that came to mind that I thought was important to talk about uh, especially as uh, the world of technology evolves is the the difference between uh, hearing someone and understanding someone or actually listening. And there is a very subtle difference. When you think about when you're in a dialogue with someone, when you're in a meeting, um, what tends to happen with the technology, with Slack, with email, with computers, with uh, messaging, with cell phones, with social media, all of these things, they start to pull our attention in all these different directions. And what we think is that we can go into a state where we can simply hear the words that are coming out of someone's mouth and just have a very simple response back to them uh, because we're trying to spread our attention across all these different things. And the reality is is that that is such a very surface-level way of communication, and whether the other person consciously or subconsciously uh, thinks about it, in the back of their head... That is a very big blocker to developing a relationship, to developing a good connection with other individuals. And so I, I, I f- my experience and from, from talking to other colleagues is that we are moving more and more in that direction where when we interact with individuals, whether it's in business, whether it's in personal – whether it's in friendship, we are uh, distracted in so many different ways that we are just simply hearing the words that are coming out of the mouth, doing a very high-level interaction and essentially waiting for our turn to speak what we're thinking about versus genuinely being interested, genuinely being inquisitive and understand, uh, trying to understand uh, the person at a much deeper level and start going down those different levels Uh, to a deeper understanding and so that's what we're going to talk about today is how do we shift our way of communication in order to build a better connection with individuals through digging a little deeper genuinely understanding and genuinely paying attention and focusing on uh the people that we're trying to connect with and before oh there's a bird almost got attacked by a bird it's crazy here in the Miji, miji shrine Okay, um, so uh, really briefly before we dive into some of the tactics and some of the things to think about in your everyday, uh, let's first really think about why this is important. Well, uh, if you think about some of the people, we've all been in the situation where we've had some kind of teacher, mentor, um, friend who's made a big impact on our life. Uh, so take a second and think about that person. Uh, or uh, it maybe if you're not in that scenario, also you could think about someone who you've met for the first time and you've just instantly hit it off with them they you felt like you've known them for years you feel like you could be open and honest with them whether that's uh, same sex or different sex a male or female um, you instantly have this connection with them now, if you look at those people, the people that have made impact on our lives and the people that we've had instant connections with, uh, the reason is, is we're kinda, they kind of do something different that we can't quite place our finger on. And although there may be many contributing factors, I would suspect that in those scenarios, one of those things is that they deeply care about the things you're saying. They, you, they're they engaged. They're uh, trying to understand where you're coming from and the motivations and the things that are driving the words that are coming out of your mouth, not just simply paying attention to the words that are coming out of your mouth and, and moving forward. And the reason that we're drawn to those people and the reason that we like that is actually there's a biological reason behind it. So we are We get released oxytocin. Uh, in the brain and dopamine in the brain these are chemicals feel-good chemicals um, because we have those connections with um, listening to other people but also when we feel like we're being appreciated and listened to so it's kind of like nature's way of reinforcing those good behaviors Um, and so that's why we have some of those uh, good feelings towards those other people Uh, and vice versa we feel good when we have a, a deep conversation with a friend that we deeply care about. And so, how do we do more of that? How do we uh, get that with the people on our team? How do we get that with new relationships? How do we uh, develop that um, that instant connection in the business world and at conferences, at networking events? That's what we're going to talk about in some of the context today. The other reason that this is important is, uh, again, we're getting pulled into this world of multitasking, where each and every day uh, we we think we can do more things at once, uh, and biologically it's not possible. Our brain just does not work like that, it, or uh, we we think it does, but Really, people who think they're good at multitasking, it's just simply their brain is a little quicker about passing those neural connections back and forth, which, by the way, it's uh, women are generally, their brains are biologically programmed to do that better. So all you men out there, uh, don't think you're quite as good at multitasking as the women. But um, it, there's literally no way for us to be able to multitask. And so when we go into these meetings and we try and have all these things, like we talked about earlier, open, the Slack, we're chatting on Slack, we're responding to email, that really keeps us at that surface level. And so the reason this is important is that is not going to be going away. Those distractions, those things are not going to be going away anytime soon. If anything, they're going to get worse as wearables, as um, you know, whatever else comes out in the near future. And so this is a skill that really uh, I think will help you can make those connections in a more complex um, distracting world now the two other really quick things that I'd like to mention on why this is important then we'll dive into the tactics is that if this is the new standard if the standard is everyone's distracted everyone's kind of just listening waiting for their turn to talk they're getting to that surface level um, this is an opportunity for you to really differentiate yourself Um, and so if you Double down on really trying to understand people and really try to dig into um, having a deep understanding in in individuals and everyone else doesn't. That can be a really great way for you to quickly uh, build trust, build relationships, differentiate yourself in the sea of people that are asking for things versus generally understanding and trying to help. And lastly, it's just res- being respectful. If we put ourselves in the other person's shoes, uh and they're constantly having people that are just glossing over them in a high level, they're really not listening, uh, they're not understanding, they don't really care. They're they're interrupting to try and get their point uh, their point across. Like, that doesn't make them, that doesn't make the other person feel good. And if we put ourselves in our shoes, we wouldn't want to be treated like that. And so it's just a respectful thing to do as just a good human being so okay let 's uh let 's talk about uh, now if, if i don 't have you already convinced on why this may be important uh, hopefully I do um, now let 's talk about some of the tactics, the things that you can walk away with and think about incorporating into your own behavior into your own habits so that you can increase uh, your ability the skill to understand versus just simply hear individuals. so the first thing is any anytime you are going into an interaction with someone, whether that be a business, whether that be a personal. Find a way to pull away anything that provides some kind of distraction between you and the per- the person you are talking to. So close your computer. Don't I mean ideal? Don't even be distracted. Don't even bring it. I can't tell you how many times I've gone into meetings with um, individuals, uh, or the, the handful of times it really doesn't happen that often that I go into a meeting with an individual who doesn't even bring any electronics with them, and like I notice that, and I notice that they are genuinely paying more attention. They come in with just a notebook. Um, and it's just you and them and that's it and there's something special about that and so try and avoid all those distractions close the laptop or don't bring it don't bring your cell phone if you're at a restaurant you know turn your cell phone off or leave it in your pocket and just avoid all of those different distractions Um, the other thing is um, you know pay really close attention to everything that that person says Uh, don't think about don't get stuck into your internal dialogue of what your response is going to be. Instead, keep, keep focused on the words, the things that they're saying and keep digging deeper. You can, you can think of this five whys exercise or, you know, you ask why five times and you eventually get down to the root core of what the meaning is. And you can do a similar exercise. You know, you might not want to just keep asking why, um, with an interpersonal conversation, think of, um, more, uh, beneficial questions, but you want to keep digging deeper and getting digging deeper. And, uh, the, the, good thing is is that that actually allows you to put together a more intelligent response and so you're not having to try and give this surface level response for a surface level explanation you can really uh, dig down and provide responses that are going to try- provide really good value that they're not hearing from other people uh... next uh... this is more uh, this comes, kind of comes out of the uh, world of neuro-linguistic programming or nlp um, in how to build rapport uh, and there's a really good book uh, by Joseph Navarro, I believe. He's an ex-FBI agent. It's called What Everybody is Telling You, and it's about nonverbals. And so there's a lot of different things that you can do nonverbal, uh, nonverbally to um, help uh, build that connection and, and build um, your ability to... Th- for the other person to know that you are listening, uh, whether consciously or subconsciously. And so some of those things are um, good eye contact. So that doesn't mean, like, creepily just stare at them uh, the entire time. You want to, the general rule is, use about the same amount of eye contact as, as, as them, right? So if they're giving eye contact about 50% of the time and the other 50% they're kind of looking down, kind of m- mirror that and match that. Uh, if you are... Having a conversation with someone, you know, verbally nodding as in you are understanding, and you're kind of your your nonverbals are kind of pushing them to continue the conversation, keep talking. Uh, another good nonverbal is tilting of the head. So tilting of the head, generally speaking, is when we are internally thinking about uh, the information that's coming in. That's a subconscious reaction that we have. If you look at people that are in deep conversation, uh, one, or if you're looking at students that are trying to listen to a teacher, a lot of times they start turning their head as they're thinking about those things. So uh, think about how you can incorporate some of those things. Now the eye contact, the nodding, the tilting of the head, at first it's going to feel a little forced, feel a little bit ingenuine, and um, that's okay, that happens. But as you start uh, training these things, they become just second nature. And so when I have conversations with people, I do a lot of those nonverbals without even thinking of it now. I've just trained my body to um, react like that as I listening to them. Uh, okay, so uh, the other thing—we're kind of jumping around here. Sorry about this, but uh, the other thing is: figure about if you're a leader, if you have an office, think about the design of the environment and how you can incorporate the design in the environment to get closer and close the space between you and the individual, and also remove the dis- remove the barriers between you and the individual. So we as humans, when we feel danger, when we feel threatened, we try to build as much distance and space and barriers between us and the whatever predator uh, that is. Uh, And so uh, if you look at people who are feeling threatened, a lot of times they'll cross their arm, they'll start closing up. If there's a pillow or there's a purse, they'll bring that up onto their lap and kind of shield themselves. They'll bring their notebook or their laptop in front of them. And those are nonverbal cues that they feel threatened or that they're not comfortable. And so... Uh, other examples of that is if you're out at dinner and someone starts putting the flowers or the, the their glass of water right in front of you. Those are very small cues. Um, I'm getting attacked here by, by ants as I'm sitting here in the garden. Um, keep having to brush them off as they're biting me. So um, putting those things in front of them are ways for them to build those little barriers. And so in the idea that we want to build a connection and remove that, when we, when we like someone, when we trust someone, we actually do the exact opposite. We start to remove those things away. We start to lean closer. We get closer to someone if we're trying to have a conversation with them. So you can look at people in restaurants and in, in um, different settings where they're, they're, you can tell whether they're engaged or not engaged in the conversation. So how do you proactively set your office space up so that there's not a desk in between you when you want to chat with someone you know maybe you have your desk and then you have a little uh, two two chair coffee area and anytime someone wants to have a chat instead of them sitting on the other side of the desk and there's this big barrier in between you get out away from your desk and go sit next to that individual. Or another really good uh, way to have those connection, have that conversation is to uh, go on a walk where you are standing side by side as equals walking down and having a conversation as you walk. Uh, When you are at a desk, and even if you need a computer, make sure the computer isn't between you and that person. The computer with the screen up is like a huge barrier. It's like this wall that we build to try and, uh, quote-unquote, protect ourselves. So move the computer off to the side so that you have this clear, direct uh, path to to the individual. So, okay. Now, uh, the other other thing that I'm going to mention, again, kind of regarding rapport and NLP is matching and mirroring uh so this is a whole separate conversation whole separate topic i'll put some resources in the notes and i'm going to be doing uh, probably some other um, more key.io uh, bite-sized bits on NLP and on matching and mirroring and on uh, rapport building. The idea of matching and mirroring is that when we are in a state of rapport, and rapport is such a uh, buzzword, such a horrible word uh, in terms of just overused, uh, but really it's about having that connection. So if we if you substitute rapport with connection, it's the same thing. Having that re- uh, connection with individuals, what you end up seeing is that two people start matching each other's body language. So if I'm if I'm in rapport with someone and and I sit back and put my arm up on the chair, you'll probably notice that not too long after that person will do the same thing. Or if I lean forward into the conversation uh, in not too much further distance, someone else will do the exact same thing. And the reason being is that we like individuals that are like ourselves. And so we, when we like someone, we are naturally um, subconsciously start to imitate some of those things. And so... What you can do is when you start your conversations out is to take note of not, of all these different cues that they're giving them. How are they sitting? What are their posture? Um, how are they uh, – the eye contact that we talked about earlier, the, even the breathing, even the tone of voice, the speed of voice, how how loud they are, how quiet they are all of those little things and the best communicators can take note of all of those things and then match their responses to that individual as closely as possible and that allows you to not have these you know t- kind of cognitive cognitive dissonance in the other person where they are speaking one thing and then they're getting really they're speaking very quietly they're kind of drawn in and then the other person is screaming and really loud and it's like their brain is going oh whoa is this a threat what should i worry about this the more you can make yourself similar, the better. And so, um, again, it doesn't mean do it exactly how they do it. If they if they lean back, don't lean back instantly with them. You know, there's there's a whole technique on how to do this uh, to make it uh, not not feel so uh, awkward and, and this and that. And at first it may, but the more you practice, the more you get better at it, uh, the more natural it's going to be. And now, when I have those conversations with people, I don't even think about it. I just subconsciously kind of match and mirror as I go. Now as you are in this conversation, you can switch to doing something called uh, leading and pacing so leading is where um, you know eventually at some point to check the report to see if the person is is um, connected with you, you instead of you following their their um, posture their uh, positioning their tone of voice you can change yours uh, you change your position you change the way you're Um, sitting you change your volume and see if they match you and at that point that's where you know there's a true connection is when not only uh when you mirror them and they start to really build that bond but then vice versa they start to mirror you again some skills uh, i'm going to put in a lot more notes in the show notes that'll break that down uh, and give you some more ideas uh, for sake of time but something to definitely look into to improve your communication skills all I'm right, going to do two more and then I'm going to give you a challenge so we're almost done here I'm going to give you a challenge for uh, for you to take away and put some of this stuff into action so my last two is um, that I, I one of the great tactics that really clicked with me I learned this when I was doing consulting at an agency and working with a lot of clients and I was doing just strategy consulting was that uh, there's two different styles of trying to coach someone and so, or listen to someone, whatever that is. And the first style is that someone comes to you with a problem with or with a question and they expect a straight answer and or you expect that you should be giving them a straight answer. And that can be a very kind of surface level conversation and it's, the person doesn't necessarily always fully buy in that that's the right answer for them or that's the right answer. And it might not be, but at least they, they may not fully buy in. The other train of thought is someone comes to you with a question, and instead of just straight giving them the answer, you go through this kind of, this Socratic method of questioning that helps them come to the conclusion on their own. And of course, you guide them with the questions that you ask, and you ask them those deeper questions that maybe they haven't thought about. And through that series of questioning, that's what then brings them to the right answer. And that's a a really good... um, way to approach developing connections and developing kind of past that surface level initial response and really getting a deep understanding is when someone comes to you and talks to you um, with a challenge or the problem with something think about how can I ask them questions back how can I drive the conversation with questions to them so that they continue talking and they continue digging deeper and continue to critically think about these things versus me just simply respond, responding with my opinion or my thought or my about me 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 no we want to continue them talking and so going at in going in and thinking about how can i practice asking the right questions and continuing to ask the questions until they come to the conclusion on their own so that they're fully bought in to it, they fully believe that it's the right thing. Um, that's a really good skill. Again, I'm going to have a whole separate bit.io on that, or key.io, bite sized bits on that. And now, the very last one is you know, I, I get it, we're busy. Uh, sometimes someone comes to you and you're in the middle of doing something, you can't give them the full attention at that moment, um, and that's okay. Uh, what you need to do, though, is even if it's for that brief 30 seconds, even if it's for 30 seconds, close your laptop, stand up, get to their level, sit with them, and for 30 seconds just say something to the effect of, okay, I understand that, that this is something that's really important to you. Um, right now is not a, not a great time. I'm trying to get X, Y, and Z done. Let's take a second right now, figure out a good time that we can circle back because I want to talk to you about this and be able to give you my full attention. And even though that's that 30 seconds, you're still eliminate you're doing all the steps we talked about eliminating question you're eliminating distractions you're getting closer to them you're paying full attention to them and you're putting setting up a game plan and a time that you can come back and have a full conversation with them and even that 30 seconds is going to instantly start building that connection uh, which then can tra- uh, translate onto when you have that full discussion later down the road um, so Versus the, oh, I'm not even going to look up for my desk because I'm too busy writing out an email and just tell you to come back in uh, the next hour to talk. Um, so that's the, needs to be very disciplined in communication, but it's very, very important. Okay, so wrapping up here, I want to give you a challenge uh, that you can take with you and and put some of these things into practice. So we went through a bunch of different tactics and habits that you can start building. Obviously, you're not going to be able to do all of these at once. I would go back. There's probably one or two of these things that made a little light bulb go off, and you're like, oh, that could be really helpful, or, oh, I haven't been doing that, or, oh, uh, whatever that was, whatever that one of those tactics or two of those tactics that made the light bulb go off, write that down right now. Pull out a sticky note. Pull out your notebook. Write that down. And my challenge to you is if you're listening to this in the morning, the whole rest of the day, I want you to act on that. I want you to put that that tactic that we talked about in action for the rest of the day and give people your full attention and really understand them, not just simply listen to them. Or not simply, I, I should say, hear them, not hear the words coming out of their mouth, but deeply understand them. Now, if it's at the end of the day, uh, write it down and make it your challenge for tomorrow. And just focus on that. If you can do it for just that one day. And if you do, and it feels good, and you, you feel like um, you're building some traction there, then do it for day two and day three. And every morning, remind yourself. Put a sticky note on your computer. where you know, Put a reminder, however you need to remind yourself, that that's the one tactic you're working on. And don't think about trying to ingrain this as a lifetime skill for now. Let's just focus on today, and, uh, and then we'll go from there. So, okay, so I will uh, talk to you all later. Thanks for joining me on this kind of special edition of Key.io in the Miji Shrine Temple here in Tokyo. And I will uh, talk to you all very, very soon. All right, sayonara.